Welcome to Good Lad Unscripted, the podcast. I'm Terry Goodlad, your uh, your host, the one she laughed at. Uh, today, I've got a guest uh, calling in remote, Kevin Miles from. Uh, are you, you're in, you're still in the San Jose area, right, Kevin? Yeah, I'm north of there, up in Brentwood, right now. Yeah, is it is it safe up there? Are you guys had any riots? I have none that I've seen or been involved in. So. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty safe up in my neighborhood too, but I just don't go down to the strip when that stuff's going on. But uh, yeah, crazy. I, crazy. I want to talk to you, Kevin. You just launched a new project. Uh, now, you and I have worked together on many, many projects over the years, uh, but you just launched this new one with, uh, with another group that you're working with. And, uh, you know, we've been talking about this for months, uh, and it's that... I think often forgotten group uh, of of people that are over fifty, and it's about fitness and health and longevity and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I want to um, talk about the website, but I also want to talk. I mean, both of us are in our sixties, right? But of course, we you know we're in the gym every day, live a very fit, healthy lifestyle. I'm not the sixty that my grandfather was, right? exactly right and so and so it's a very different thing and so what i find is uh like i qualify for aarp now right and i go to their website and and i look at what's there just out of curiosity and and it's it's a lot of this uh, if i were to characterize it as a like a really corporate look and feel and i think okay there's absolutely nothing there that is really applicable advice for me insofar as health fitness or anything like that because I'm not sitting in, in an easy chair watching Matlock just growing old. Uh, you know, I live a, a very, very active life. I'm not doing anything different now than, than what I was doing in my 30s. You know what I mean? And, uh, and I know you're the same thing. You know, you're going hard all the time too and, and very fit, very active. Uh, but I want to talk about your approach. And I know you're driving this thing. I know you've got partners, but you're really driving this thing and really driving the vision for it and, and how you're executing that vision. So I want to talk about your philosophy and what your vision is for this project. And again, it's called the 50 plus fit club. Uh, and that's the name of it, right? 50. That's, that's correct. That's the name of it. Okay. And so the website, and of course we'll put a link in the description later. Uh, what's the website, Kev? The website is 50 plus club.com and the company is 50 plus fit club.com. So, okay. um, yeah, that's what, that's what we're all about right now. So I'd love to talk about it. And thank you for having me. So now the, the whole philosophy, uh, and I, I've been on the website cause you just launched it a, a bit ago and, uh, I wasn't, I've been so excited about this cause we've been talking about this for months and I, you know, I'm always asking, is it up yet? Is it up yet? And I know COVID slowed everything <laughs> down and, uh, cause it did that for everybody, but I, I was so excited to see this thing up simply because, uh, you and I've been friends for decades and, you know, we've worked together on so many different projects and, and businesses. And, and, uh, and I, this is something that really, really excites me simply because in my opinion, uh, there's just nothing relevant out there for somebody that is, you know, 50 plus that, that is an active person. Everything is for, you know, my grandfather that when he was 60, that's what I see out there. I don't see stuff that is applicable to me in my lifestyle. Would you agree? 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of a forgotten group. Um, and we've, like you said, lived a certain lifestyle that's given us advantages. And as we've gotten older, it becomes more and more apparent the difference between how aging is thought of by the mainstream and how it is for the fortunate ones that have embraced the fitness lifestyle. And what the goal of the 50 plus fit club is, is to kind of redefine the way we look at aging and take that negative connotation away from it and show that if we do follow that fitness lifestyle, if we do exercise and we do eat right and we do take care of ourselves, then we can be very capable, very functional, very fit, very active for a lot longer than people think to a greater degree than most people would believe. And to, to give people the information to be able to do that and show them stories of people that are living that to support that and, and create this movement that's more positive about aging than negative. I mean, don't you agree that we're, we're kind of pioneers here? I mean, we are, you and I are baby boomers and we're kind of that, I think sort of that first group that are, you know, in we're, we're aging, you know what I mean? And, uh, we're the first group that <laughs> I think, uh, the, um, you know, the first group that is really aging, you know, we're well-preserved, you know, we've, we've, we're guys that, you know, I've, I've been in the gym, you know, I got my first gym membership when I was 14, you know, I started lifting weights, I think a little bit before that at home. And, and I know your story is very similar to mine. You and you and I are almost like a, a lot of aspects of our life are like a mere <laughs> copy of each other. Right. But this has been our whole life, you know, everything we shovel into our bodies, every supplement, everything, you know, this is very carefully thought out and planned out. And, and, and now we're seeing, you know, the, the later chapters, uh, and we're living that residual now. And like I say, it's, you know, <laughs> I'm, you know, right, right now I'm training for something and, and the level of training that I'm doing, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's literally stuff that is probably suited to a 30 is what you tell a 30 year old guy to do, but you know, we're in our sixties. Right. And so this is kind of a, in my opinion, I think it's a bit of a no man's land. And I think that's why there really isn't a lot of information out there. That's really applicable for guys that they get older. So what happens is, I, I think biologically we do age, obviously, my body is different than it was when I was 30. Um, sure. you know, digestion changes, your hormones change, these things change. Uh, but I think our perspective is different. And then also, I think we are more well-preserved simply because we have looked after our bodies and, and we have so much more knowledge now about supplements and training and nutrition, right? And so we get to this area and, and it's always that information, you know, you, like if I'm finding something about fitness, I'm looking at stuff that would be for guys in their twenties and thirties, because all the stuff that's for guys in their sixties is really non-applicable. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Right. And so I'm looking at stuff, but maybe there is, you know, there's a bridge there somewhere where I'm going to have to make allowances. Like I don't recover as quickly as I did when I was 20. You know, so recovery is a little bit different. Digestion is different. These things are just going to evolve as you age, but your capabilities like my strength, endurance and stuff like that, a lot of those things, I've never had the endurance that I have now, for instance, and my strength really hasn't dropped. It's negligible. And so I would say that I'm actually in better shape than I was probably in my thirties. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but again, that information, there's that other stuff that uh, like digestion issues, inflammation, you know, things like this that you need to be concerned with when you get older, that stuff that the information on that out there is really not applicable. It, it's really, it's for somebody that is 
probably where I'll be when I'm 80 or 90 or whatever, maybe. I, I, I don't know. It's just a number, but it's not applicable. It's just not applicable. Would you agree with that, Kevin, or no? Yeah, I, I totally agree. The, the, the standard way we think and, and approach aging doesn't apply, and we become living proof of that, and it gets to be more apparent the older we get. So when you're 40 years, 35, 40, and someone says you don't look your age, it, 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 you hear it, but it doesn't really register as much. And so the older I've gotten, the more apparent it is the differences that have been made. And still, I look in the mirror, and I'm 61 now, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. I, I, this is not what this is supposed to look like. Right. So there's two sides to it. There's, there's us that have been living this lifestyle, and now we are proof of, of something that we didn't even, didn't even initially think, but we're benefiting from it. But also there's the aspect of wanting to recruit and teach other people that know, although you can't stop aging, you can definitely affect how aging affects you by the lifestyle you live, the foods you eat, the supplements you take, you know, the things that you do. And we want to promote that. We want to embrace that. We want to give people information about that from a guidance standpoint, from a support standpoint, um, to create a movement around the fact that it's not necessarily a negative to be getting older. Right. And, and it really isn't. I, I you know, <clears throat> my wife, Anna wanted to have kids. Uh, we became foster parents four years ago. So four years ago, I was 57. And I remember on my 57th birthday, I set a goal to do a thousand pushups on my 57th birthday, I started training. My birthday's in June. I trained in January. I started training. And, uh, and by the time I did a thousand and seven pushups in just over in 70 minutes, it was 70 minutes and something. Uh, but that's the whole thing. It's like, I, I, I couldn't have done that, you know, in my fifties or forties or thirties, I couldn't have done that. And, uh, but I, you know, if you just train your body responds, right? And so, again, there's, there's the people like you and I that have been doing this our whole lives, and then there's people that get into it later in life, but I don't see, unless there's some damage that you've done to your body that maybe is irreparable or something like that, um, there's really, uh, you know, there's, there's, you can start at any time, literally start at any time. It's just, correct. you know, it's not, it's not going, how do I describe this? You know, it, a gentleman of my age, you know, I'd maybe start with walking my dogs around the block, right? No, I'm sure. over at the, sure. at what I call the monster. It's a, it's a storm sewer <laughs> doing, doing, doing sprints up the stairs yeah. for 30 yeah. minutes at, you know, my heart rate's at 170. You know what I mean? And so it's just like, no, yeah. that's way, way off, you know, not even close to the same thing. But uh, there's guys that I've hung out with that, started late, like started in their fifties, you know, because they were concerned about their heart or something or blood pressure and, and their bodies now, you know, five, 10 years later have, have become equally as fine tuned and, and they're, you know, they're, they've gotten younger. They've gotten younger in those 10 years. They, Correct. Than age. Correct. and so it's, it's one of those things where it doesn't really matter when you start, as long as you do it and you do it consistently. Would you agree? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's like, obviously the sooner you start, the better, but it's more about your fitness level than your age. So you have to start at a, at a level that's appropriate to your current fitness level. And, and sure, if you haven't done anything for that much longer, it's going to be more challenging. And, and, and there are some age factors as far as the rate of progress as if you're older versus younger. But 
the whole thing is that we can do so much and we can control so much. And even if you haven't started before, that's why we want to get the message out of, hey, there's a benefit to this beyond what your arm size is or what your dress size is or how much you can bench press that we probably weren't thinking about when we're younger. And so to me, it was, I had this concept of fit being fit at 50. Like, what are you going to be like? How fit are you going to be when you're 50? You know, what are you going to look like? What are you going to think? What are you going to feel? And I met a buddy of mine um, named Ronald Puckett who was thinking along the same lines and he had the concept of 50 plus fit club in terms of building it more of a community and a movement to really pull together and get that information out to people so that, yes, the ones that are living this lifestyle, we want to embrace and showcase, but use them as an example to the others that they weren't taught that. They didn't come to fitness early. Um, and they're dealing with, you know, living in a society where our, our health and wellness society is more about a sickness and illness approach. And we wait till we get sick and then the, the, you get medicated to treat symptoms as opposed to living a lifestyle that can prevent a lot of those things in the first place. And yeah. people can see what's going on. So even if someone's 25, maybe their parents are in their 50s and they know what that normally looks like. And they need someone like me or you or someone that's or Lane or Ann or someone that's, you know, 35, 45, 55, 65, whatever, that doesn't look like what they typically see. They say, hey, I want that. So you don't have to be 50 already to be concerned about this and support the 50 plus fit club. Because you know, hey, when I'm at that age or I'm at that point, I still want to be out there playing on my softball team. I still want to be in the gym business. I still want to be water skiing. I still want to be doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu or whatever it is. And know that you can if you live the right lifestyle now. And yes, we all have a, a biological age and a chronological age. And your chronological age is based on when you were born and you can't do much about it. But your biological age, how fast you actually age there's a lot you can do about that. And it's just by embracing fitness and, and all aspects of fitness there, there you can really affect that in a positive way. I like that, that biological age. Cause that's, it's so true. You know, there are things, uh, again, like I, some of the things I notice getting older is uh, digestion is one of the things, um, that it's a little bit mm-hmm. different. And so I have to be a lot more aware of, any foods that I'm have sensitivities or allergies to that I sure, really never sure. worried about when I was younger. Uh, sure. but they do detract. And, um, my opinion has always been what slows you down as you get older is your recovery time. It's just harder to recover from, yeah, from hard yeah. workouts. Right. It, and the harder you train, the longer it takes to recover anyway. So as you get more advanced and you get stronger and you're trying to push yourself, that's the factor. But yeah, as you get older, your body is going to change. And so there's some things you're going to have to, to adjust to. And, and just like you were saying. Yeah. And, and what I find then is uh, like before, you know, all I concerned myself with in my diet, for instance, was, you know, macros, right? Carbs, fats, and proteins mm-hmm. and sure, making sure, sure mostly it was proteins, what I was worried about. And, uh, and now I'm, you know, my primary concern now is digestibility and also food sensitivities, because what I find is if I, eat the wrong foods, uh, it will bloat me or will give my, it, it's harder for my body to digest them. And so I can't consume the food nor absorb the food that I need to recover. And so I'm, I'm rather than concerning myself so much with the volume I'm putting in, I'm working more on efficiency. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. And quality. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, and that I think is, uh, 
for me, it's always been an individual thing. I, I, you know, like, uh, for instance, Anna can't eat rice. I can eat rice, you know, oatmeal. I can't do oatmeal. I was lived on oatmeal my whole life. Now I can't really eat it because yeah. I noticed that it gives me digestive problems. Right. And yeah, so, yeah. and so I think, you know, even getting older is, is teaching me to be better. And what I'm finding is I don't need to eat near the volume to get good recovery sure. time. Now, if I'm eating the right things, if I'm eating, you know, lots of volume, but the things that bother me, my body's not absorbing them, using them anyway. Right. And so that's what I found. And that really, really impacts uh, that and simple things like hydration that really, really impacts my performance when I'm trying to train now. So now, your overall vision, I want to go back to that because that's what we started talking about, but your overall vision for the 50 plus fit club, what is it? What's the, what's the goal? What's the plan? The goal is to, again, redefine how we view aging and use fitness as a tool to help people do that and give people examples of those who are successful and, and really illustrate what you can do 40, 50, 60, and beyond. And then give people the information in terms of how to train properly, how to eat properly, and keep them motivated so that they believe in themselves, they believe in their ability to do things, whether they've been living this lifestyle all along or whether it's something new that they, okay, maybe I can't get where this person who's been training for 40 years is, but I can definitely be better than I am and feel better than I than I felt in the last five years. And like you said, you can get someone that starts with the right fitness program and in three or four years of doing that, they've reversed themselves 10 years as far as the aging process. It's amazing what you can do. And so we want to, using different platforms, spread that word, uh, spread that information, help people realize that and celebrate them for doing that. And we've gotten a lot of positive feedback because people want to hear this. They say, you mean I don't have to age? I don't have to be trapped in my body? I don't have to just resign myself to sitting in front of a television and not doing anything? And, and yes, that, that is true. You don't. And so, it's, again, it's one of those things where when we started out, these weren't the reasons that we were training in the gym. So, oh, one day I, I want to look good in my 50s. That's, that's why I'm training in my 20s. No, we had different goals at the time. But as you do this, you start to notice, I'm getting a lot more out of this than what I initially expected to. And that was one of those benefits that you really didn't see coming until you look around you. I remember, I remember once, I was in the gym with Mike, my buddy Mike, as you know. Yeah. And we were referring to a guy down at the other end of the gym and, and trying to figure out if we knew him. Said, man, you know that guy down there? And he's like, well, that old guy? Yeah, yeah, old guy. So wait, wait, that guy that, that he's younger than we are probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But it's just that perception that you could have in terms of what aging is or what it should be and then realizing that you don't fit that and you can help other people also not fit that. And people or it's excited because they see maybe their parents aging or, you know, their grandparents or themselves or their spouse. And they say, yeah, let me get some of that. How can I, how can I incorporate that more? It's, it's a lo another level of motivation. It's, it's fitness, but it's also health and longevity and wellness and energy and positivity and all good things that can come from fitness. If you do it in the right way for the right reason. How much weight do you put on? Uh, you mentioned positivity. How much weight do you put on your, your mental approach, your perspective. You know what? It's, it's always a part of everything. You can't really separate it from being successful because if, if that's not there, if you don't have the belief, then you're not going to take the action. 
and, and it's action that leads to the results. And so sometimes the biggest thing you can make is just start, but you have to give yourself a reason to start. So you have to believe that you're important. You have to believe that what you're doing, that fitness activity or whatever activity you're doing is, is important. And then you have to believe that you're going to be successful and we can help you with the going to be successful part by giving you information to help you do that. And then also the motivation part by, by reinforcing to you how important it is for you to invest in yourself through fitness. By that, you're investing in anything and everything else you care about and everyone you care about. The better care you take care of yourself, the more capable you're going to be of taking care of your family and your friends and your spouse and your children and your coworkers and, and just being there for it in, in all other aspects of your life. Now, when you say invest in yourself, are you talking like a financial investment, Kevin? I'm talking about just giving that positive time and energy into yourself. So it can be right. making the time for you to go to the gym or go to your garage or whatever it is, making those time for those workouts, not feeling guilty about it, making the time to good make and making good choices in terms of your food. So you're important enough to put good things in your body as opposed to things that, okay, well, yeah, this is easier. or I don't have time to fix that or, or maybe this is a little bit more costly or, but, or, or if it's educating yourself about what you should do for your body, that's an investment you're making in yourself. And when we invest in our cars, our gardens, our, our, our jobs, or, or anything and everything else. And sometimes we feel guilty if we take that time and put it into ourselves. And that's the most important thing that you can do is, is take that time and give it to yourself. And, and, and fitness is a, it's a perfect way to do it. And it extends into all other areas of your life. Yeah. I have a meme that I posted on my Instagram and I, I need to read it to you. It says, uh, it's comparing these things. A healthy grocery trip is a hundred dollars. We call that too expensive. A dinner date, a hundred dollars. That's reasonable. <laughs> you know, monthly supplements, a hundred dollars. Can't afford that. Night out drinking, a hundred dollars. It's a weekly occurrence. You know, start a business, a thousand dollars. Can't justify that. iPhone XR, a thousand dollars. Newest model, it's a necessity, <laughs> you know? 60, yeah. minutes, 60 minutes at the gym. I wish I had the time. 60 minutes watching Netflix, time flies, watch another, you know? And and that's, I, I think that perspective is so important. And I, and I found, even myself, and I consider myself to be a very disciplined athlete, but through COVID, uh, you know, the gyms were closed and I had the option to go out to the garage and going out to the garage in Las Vegas means go out to the garage in a hundred and minimum of a hundred <laughs> degrees, you know, that's yeah. in the middle of the night. It's, it's going to be 115 or 120 in the garage any other time. And so, you know, it was go do that. And, and there's many days where I just said, Oh, I can't deal with this, you know? And so I just didn't yeah. do anything. Now I could have been in the house doing anything. I could have been doing a body weight workout in the air conditioning of my living room, plenty of room, but I always, you know, I would start, it, it starts with, and I think this is every time we cut out on ourselves, it's always starts with us negotiating, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. geez, it's so hot outside. Oh, my back is stiff today. <laughs> you know, you start with that, right? And then so, yeah. oh, yeah, Terry, yeah, yeah. If your back is stiff, you should probably take a rest. Maybe go have a hot soaker and do some stretching first, and you can train tomorrow, right? It's always going to be tomorrow, and then tomorrow never comes. And, dude, I fell into that trap, and I in one day rapidly becomes three, four months, you know? And, yeah, uh, and then And then you go to come back, and coming back is – I've learned finally at 61 not to go in there and do my heaviest squats, <laughs> you know, sure. day one, right? Because then you can't move for a week, two weeks. Uh, but that's just it. It's, it's, it's that 
the mental approach also is is uh, like you say. There's believing in yourself, but there's also that discipline aspect. And I think, like sure. for me, and I think a lot of people, I think everybody at some point struggles with the discipline. Even you, I mean, you're probably one of the most disciplined guys that I know. Uh, you know, when it comes to going to the gym and, and food and like that, you're like you could set your watch to Kevin's habits. But do, do you yourself? Do you ever struggle with that discipline? Well, well, you do, and everybody does, and that's the kind of thing we we're trying to let people know is that it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be fun. It's not going to be glamorous. And, and that's okay. And, but still understand that you're important enough and your goals are important enough for you to push through that as well. And, and I like getting credit for being disciplined, but I just, I'd love to train. So I, I heard one of the funniest, I was talking to one of my college buddies and he gave me some of the funniest fitness stories I ever heard. I'm gonna have to get him on a podcast or something, but he's talking about people think just because you do something all the time, you're, you're dedicated. And you did not, not really say, watch me eat a bag of chips. Does that mean I'm dedicated to eating those chips? You know, if it's something you really like, that's different. Now the thing that you don't like and you have to do, you know, it's good for you. That's a little tougher. So with fitness, it's a fine line. You got to do things that you need to do to help you be successful. But also you have to find some things that you enjoy doing so that it's not so daunting to you that you won't ever do it. So there's a little bit of a balance there. Um, so, but yeah, it's, it, that's part of that support system that you get. So yeah, it's not always easy and, and it, it gets tougher as you age in some ways. I mean, I remember when warming up was walking from, from the car to the gym and that's ready, ready to go. So some ways I'm going to do this. And now it's like, you know, warming up is a whole different thing and it should have been that way all along, but you can get away with it. And we should have been eating a certain way all along, but we could get away with not eating that way. Now we have to take, you know, be more, more, proactive in terms of how I eat and I have to take the best supplements and that and those getting those nutrients to my body that my body really needs. Um, I noticed it more and it matters even that much more as, as we get older. But at the same time, there's still not the limits that a lot of people think and, and so many opportunities to get better and stay at a, at a, at a high level. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I know you've been a coach. You've been a coach. How many years have you been a coach, Kevin? Man, I first started coaching people, wow. When I was still in college, I did my first contest prep. So it's, it's over 30 years that I've been coaching people. And now you're, you're, you're the author, like and I sh- probably should have said this at the start of the show, not the end, but you're the author of a book, The Diet That Works. Uh, you've you've really dedicated your whole entire life to to fitness, nutrition, all of this stuff. You're the perfect guy to, to run this, this project, this 50 plus fit club, uh, because you certainly walk the walk at, at what point does giving this information, uh, where's the line between sharing the information and actually coaching people? Or is there a line for you? Um, good question. It's obviously you have to make a living, but you have to have a passion for what you do and understand the importance of it. And I'm not going to run out of information. So it's, it's more about running out of the time to get to give the information out or deliver it. And, and you want to make sure that people appreciate the information that you're giving them so that they're actually going to follow it. But you, you realize there's a bigger picture than, you know, getting someone on stage or, or getting a training session, you know, an online training client. And, and Ron, my, my buddy, he, he had to deal with a lot of that. He had a lot of loss in his life. And you see, 
your relatives dying at an early age and from heart disease and diabetes and, and cancer and things that were, were and could have been largely preventable with lifestyle changes and not just not wanting that for yourself, but not wanting to see other people go through that. And then one of my, my coaches on, on for life plus the, the supplement company I do before marketing with the stuff, but listening to his stories and the losses he had in his life and that spurred him on to being wanting to help as many people as possible. And and now as I see this, I look around, it's, it's a little bit sad to see someone my age and, you know, whether it's old classmates or, or anyone that's just trapped in their body or that's struggling with something that could be different and could change for them if they just knew either what to do or could motivate themselves enough to, to make some changes and know the power of that. So you, you want to preach that to them. You want to help them be able to do that. And, and so I don't know that there's a, a limit and a, and, a, and a line that you should or shouldn't cross, but I just want to give as much as I can in as many ways as I can. And then we'll worry about the rest when it comes. Now there's a, uh... You know, I think when we're younger, you know, it's all about bodybuilding and looking good, losing fat, the, the battle with fat, body fat. Sure. sure. As we get older, how much, of, how much of the focus now for you with 50 plus Fit Club is about how you look and how much of it is about living a healthy, happy life and being fit? And, and, how, do the, health, and how do the approaches differ? Yeah, I think health should basically be the most important foremost um, priority that anyone should ever have but it's easier to have that when you're younger and take it for granted so that if you don't have your health you're not going to have you know anything else as far as just strength or the appearance or anything else so so but once you have the health then you have to do something that motivates you whether it's a performance goal to water ski better or golf better or or do something you've never done before, whether you're, 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 whether it's hiking distance or running or whether it's lifting in the gym. I, I love, you know, the, the lifting part. So the appearance goal for me is, is still a very important one. That doesn't mean I need to, like, I need to be walking around with a six pack all year long, but at the same time, I know if I get to a certain level of shape and show that, it's like, ta-da, and it's like, oh my gosh, it's got 61 and he looks like this. I really want to listen to what he says now. And would that sell me more books? It probably will. Would that probably get me more inclined clients too? Yes. Is that, would that motivate me enough to keep me from eating, you know, that, that carrot cake tonight? I don't know. So, but you have to look at the big picture. You have to do it for your own reasons and different people have different reasons, but there are enough good reasons out there. And the first and foremost reason is, is just health and longevity and wellness. Because if you don't have those things, you don't have anything. Right. I agree, hundred percent, Kevin. Uh, where do we track you down, buddy? We need. We. Uh, I mean, there's so many people out there. Again, I'm. I, <laughs> I've known you for a long, long time, and I know your heart, and I know you truly, truly care. And sometimes to a fault uh, for people and helping people. And you're the perfect guy for this project. And I'm just so proud of you and so happy for you. Uh, if people want to get a hold of you, uh, first of all, we'll put the, the website again is 50plusclub.com. Uh, we'll, I'm, I'm going to put that in the, uh, in the description. Uh, but if they want to get a hold of you, if somebody needs coaching or wants to get a hold of you and ask you some questions or anything, how do they get a hold of you? An easy way to just email me. You can email me at kevinbodysport at gmail.com. Um, Kevin Bodysport, one, one word. And, 
or my other website, bodysupport.com, which has all my contact information on there. Body Sport being founded by the jury, Terry Goodlad, that <laughs> handed it off to me to do some things with it. So, um, or just at the 50 plus club, um, 50 plus club.com. All my contact information is there and you can find me and message me and I'm on Facebook and I, I'm not as active as Instagram as I will be, but I just started a YouTube page and I'm on Twitter, LinkedIn. So just, if you find me from either Body Sport or 50 plus club, you will be able to get a hold of me. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, if you do get an opportunity, your book, The Diet That Works, is it still on Amazon? It's still on Amazon, and I also have it as a, as a digital um, multimedia project. So you can find, if you go to the Biosport website, at the top is Biosport University, and I've created a, a number of fitness education courses, some of which are free, and it's right on there. So you can find it either on Amazon or Biosport University on the Biosport site. If you haven't heard me talk about Kevin uh, before, you need to follow this guy. He's a genius. He's a guy that really, really cares. There's nothing gimmicky, gimmicky, <laughs> gimmicky. There's nothing gimmicky <laughs> about anything you do. It's really from the heart, and it's based on uh, a, a treasure trove uh, of information and knowledge gained from a lifetime. Uh, in the sport of bodybuilding, but also a lifetime involved in fitness. Kevin, thank you very much for your time, my friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure thank to you, talk guys. to you. Always a pleasure to have you in the show. It's hard to squeeze. I mean, there's so much more I want to talk to you, but it's hard to squeeze it all into one <laughs> half-hour show. But uh, we'll have you back soon. We'll talk about something else. There's just so much to cover here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, GoodLadUnscripted.com is the website. Thank you for listening. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back with a new show in a couple of days. We're sitting on a hold on me.